0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret Blue podcast. My name is Dan Roberts, and I'm joined by Matt Kendrick. Um before we do these, we normally have a little bit of a chat for a couple of minutes before we go on, just to kind of get our thoughts together. But we are a bit in a bit of a rush uh, today to a certain extent, so we need to crack on within half an hour, ideally. So we had no kind of chit-chat, Matt, which is why I'm smiling, because you know, we, we, we're we speaking for the first time for, uh, about the game rather than the five minutes beforehand. So Villa beat Leeds 3-0, three wins on the spin, three clean sheets on the spin, nine goals scored. I think, I think it is, if my maths is right. Just fun, isn't it? Again,
1: the English bird camp, the English bird camp, Callum Chambers, the English bird camp. Good. I've been practicing that. Um, yeah, yeah. really wasn't it? I didn't, I didn't think we'd lose tonight, but I didn't, I didn't predict, I didn't, didn't envisage that we'd win three 0 either. Mm. Um, brilliant. We've just hit our rhythm again haven't we we've uh, done the worst thing I can possibly do and got us feeling optimistic again
0: (laughs) yeah well I'm not I'm not going to talk about you know where's that where we're going to finish can we still push into Europe how high up the table can we get it's just about enjoying enjoying the football for the, for the remainder of the season, I think. Uh, in the same way that that Gerard says things about Coutinho, like, oh, let's just enjoy him <laughs> rather than worrying about his contract. Let's just enjoy watching him. And that's kind of how I feel about about watching him for the rest of the season. It's building momentum. It's getting the players playing under Gerrard's style, getting some momentum, some confidence, and, and taking that good run into to next season as much as anything. Um yeah, just, just a really fun, fun night watching Villa again, isn't it? And and that's that's what it's all about. You you wanna you wanna be entertained, you wanna have fun watching your side and that's what Villa are giving us at the moment.
1: Yeah, and we scored scoring some brilliant goals as well, yeah. aren't we? Um I know the first one was uh, a dodgy deflection, but the build up was brilliant. Probably could have had mm. a penalty as well during the build up. Um and you know, just the you got you you're right back who's you know, cutting inside and hammering it in in his in le- on his left foot for his second goal. And then his two centre-halves, do you know what I mean? Yeah. L- linking up like a kind of a number 10 the centre-forward to, to, you know, I don't know, wrap things up or, um, you know, put the cherry on top with a, with a brilliant goal like that. And it's just, it's glorious to see after the quality of some of the goals that we saw on Saturday. And now we're seeing those again tonight. It's just, you know, it's, it's a bit of a cliche, but you, it, some of the goals are worth the admission fee alone, aren't they? Or worth, yeah. your, worth your Amazon,
0: <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> Amazon
1: subscription fee alone, aren't they?
0: Um, let's do what we always do then and go back. Go back to team news. Me and Pat did a podcast in the week, might have been yesterday actually, and we talked about you know the, the age-old cliche: do you change a winning side? And I would like to, I said to him, I would like to see some kind of statistics on Villa. You know, if they change the winning side, do they do they fail to win the next game? And We kind of said that Dean probably has to come back in. Because against Rufina, uh Ashley Young probably wouldn't do great. Dean's the first choice. He comes back. Conte was the one that we were kind of... I, I thought he might stick with Chambers. Pat thought, no, is your best defender. He comes straight back in. Um, but you definitely leave the forward line as is. Ings and Watkins are starting to click. And, and Coutinho is the magic man, isn't he? So let them do their thing. And it was that he, he stuck with Chambers, which I think probably surprised a few people based off our social media comments saying, where's Ezri Conser?" And... It's quite a brave decision, isn't it, to leave out your first-choice or second-choice centre-back for for Chambers because he's had a good game against Southampton, but certainly rewarded, isn't it, with the, the, another clean sheet and, and that excellent finish as well, which is obviously not what you sign somebody like Callum Chambers for, but Educon's struggles to get back in the side now.
1: Isn't it nice, though, that we've now actually yeah. got three first-choice centre-halves? Yeah. Because um, respect, with respect to Courtney Horse, he's always played second fiddle, Twan Zebi left because he knew he wasn't getting a look-in. Now, Steven Gerrard thinks he's got three, three centre-halves he can trust to, to start a game if needs be. Yeah. And he justified it. You know, that that's another clean sheet. I mean, that, that was important. I'm glad that we... You know, obviously glad that we scored three goals, but I'm glad that we, we kept, kept another clean sheet because...
0: Well, yeah, we actually, we didn't want another three-all. Oh, <laughs> well, no, yeah,
1: I know. You you texted me, didn't you, saying? You texted me about 75 minutes <laughs> saying, oh, no, it was just before the third goal, wasn't it? Just you before texted the me that, third. This will be fun. I was like, no, no, don't jinx it yet. <laughs> um, and I think I started to believe when the third goal went in. But, no, this is a, a really solid, solid platform there. I thought Leeds started the second half really, really brightly and thought, oh, no. You know we're going to be under the cosh a little bit here. The, you know, Ted Lasso's clearly got stuck into a half time, <laughs> um, and they're going to produce a bit of a response. But weather, weathered, I think I think I said weather the storm, weathered weathered the drizzle for ten minutes, and then that second goal just killed them, didn't it?
0: No. They, they were never going to be as bad again in the, in the second half Where they? they were extremely poor in that first half I, I don't think they had a, a, an attempt on target at all or maybe one uh, actually I think it was Gelhard didn't took the, the first shot from miles out on target so absolutely nothing for, from Leeds to be concerned about in the first half and you you knew they'd come out and have a bit of a mini revival but again like you said I, I never thought at any point during that game we, we'd we go on to, to kind of throw it away like we did in the reverse fixture
1: it was um it was a very competitive game the there was so many yellow, how many yellow cards did we get in the end about six
0: I don't know as many as that um watkins M- Mings uh Louise I think three or four for, for villa I don't know how, how many yeah. in total. Um yeah, the atmosphere and stuff like that, it's all gonna contribute, isn't it, to you know, the cliche of it being a difficult place to play at Ellen Road, um, Jesse marshall's first home game for them, uh, absolutely scrapping for every point they flashed up the league table. And I didn't realise that Everton got three games in hand over them. So you know, it sort of goes without saying that Leeds are in trouble, but that's six Premier League defeats in in a row now for them, which is horrific. Um in the preview that we that we did, I kinda said I don't see Villa winning three in a row for some reason. That's not kind of a, a thing that Villa tend to do. I asked Ash during the game, when was the last time we did it? And it was when we won four in a row at the start of last season. Um, and, and Leeds losing five in a row at some point in that atmosphere is going to get them over the line and, and they'll pick up the odd points here and there. You know, teams don't lose six in a row, do they? Um, so it was, I was all set up for me to be a bit bit nervy. Maybe we'll, we'll nick a 2-1 two, or a one-all draw and the atmosphere will get on top of us a little bit. And a, a player that that could have happened to, Tyron Mings getting absolute stick all the way through. There was a period when he kind of went over to their fans. I think he kicked the ball into there and one of their fans threw it back at him and he kind of stared them down and chanted at him all night. There's a bit of a history there, isn't there, between Mings and, and Bamford and their fans don't really like him, which is whatever. But that's a, uh, Mings is the kind of player that might kind of buckle under that from, from time to time and make a mistake. And there was a couple of occasions where I thought, oh God, he looks a bit shaky there. But ultimately, he's... Uh, part of a defence that keeps a clean sheet and goes on to win the game and keeps his cool, keeps his concentration and, and does a good job in a, in a tough atmosphere.
1: Yeah, I think it was early on, wasn't it, where um, Dan James has gone across, you know, the Villa have played it out across the <laughs> across the defensive line and Leeds have pressed them really quickly and really high and Dan James is rapid, isn't he, as we saw at Villa mm. Park. Uh and he's caught Mings, I think, or he's, Mings has screwed it out of play or something under, under pressure. You think, uh-oh, is that going to be the one? Is that going to unsettle Mings? Uh, yeah. You know, the fans who were made in public enemy number one for some reason sang about him more than they did their new manager.
0: Um, there wasn't many well, chances for the new manager, was there? And there was a lot of talk about them kind of praising, praising up Bielsa and stuff. I didn't really hear any of that. It was sounded like a good atmosphere. And, and that will, again, like I said, just, I think that will kind of get them points here and there. Um but yeah, just a lot of kind of anti-Villa stuff, which is if that's how they want to build the atmosphere, then that's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll shut that up by winning three <laughs> 0
1: Yeah, I mean Gerald heard Gerald speak being interviewed before the game, and you know he said we need to we need to have more control of the spaces on the pitch. We can't let it become a basketball game like it was at Villa Park. I think Villa Villa did that. I think they they were they were fairly solid and, and, and compact most of the game, um, and they've got that it's nice isn't it it's nice to see Danny Ings you know people writing him off I think a few weeks ago but he's got another assist tonight he was brilliant brilliant little kind of 1-2 headed 1-2 with Dean for for the first goal Um, and Watkins just seems to have a little bit I mean he's been booked hasn't he in the last two games he seems to be putting himself about a little bit and playing a little bit more fire in his belly um yeah, it's, I mean, I said, I said, I've said, said this previously that we should be scoring in every game because of the, the attacking quality that we've got. And hopefully, you know, we're not being spoilt too much. Four goals on, on Saturday and three goals tonight, all of which have been supreme quality. Um, let's just hope we've, we, we've saved some for, for the next run of matches as well. Uh,
0: talk to me about, about Chambers then, because... I don't know whether we did a, a, a video specifically for him after we signed or whether he just kinda of got a mention in passing. Um I can't remember what we did now, to be honest. But yeah. For me, I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say is I don't remember talking about it. when he signed, I seem to remember thinking bit of a bit of a nothing signing, really. A squad player, utility player, centre back, can play right black, can play DM. Not sure whether he's gonna start many games. And then Totally proven me wrong that he's a, a very handy player, and like we said at the start, keeps Ezra Concert out the side. Who you know, that's unthinkable, isn't it? At one stage, Ezra Concert doesn't get back in for, for out of favour Callum Chambers.
1: Yeah, it was one of those hush hush ones, wasn't it? A bit like the Daddy Ings mm. that nobody nobody knew anything about. Uh, which I think I think I did tweet out Chambers of Secrets. Um mm, good. So I am quite quite pleased with revisiting that. Um
0: I was gonna start revisiting a tweet from like a month ago that people have already seen and not cared listen,
1: about. Listen, mate, I've got I've got <laughs> dad jokes from before I was a dad. Um <laughs> Um Yeah, I think a bit like you probably not underwhelmed, I think I thought it was a, a useful sort but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well I was bang on whelmed, not overwhelmed, <laughs> not underwhelmed. I was just well and truly whelmed by it to be And um I think it was a bit like this is the Twanzebi replacement in a way, you know, yeah. kind of a, a player who's got the pedigree of being groomed at a at a big club with with big big expectations, but who will probably Play second fiddle, you know, he can play fill in at fullback, he can fill in at right sided centre half, <clears throat> can possibly fill in at defensive midfielder if we want the, the new Trans Um, but I don't know, I don't know. Listen, he's, he's played, played his part in a couple of clean sheets, and just some, I, I'm seduced by the fact that he's played a ball with the outside of his boot. Um, to set up a goal on Saturday and then he's ping, pinged one in the top corner first time without breaking stride swept it swept it beautifully into the top corner today so I am a little bit seduced by that to be honest but if he's keeping them out at the other end uh, and he's keeping a player of Esri, Kwan's, Esri, Esri, Kwanza's quality, not Esri Kwanza's quality Esri Kwanza's quality Esri Kwanza's quality out of the team yeah, you know, long, long mate can continue. This is what we've said. This is what we've strived for. Villa to have a squad, a competitive squad, so mm. that it can maintain and it can it can keep keep everybody's performance levels high.
0: I saw a tweet on on my Twitter feed. I can't remember who it was from saying that. You know, we're three 0 up and we take off Brazilian international Philippe Coutinho and replace him with Argentinian international Emi Buendia. Like, what is this fantasy world that we're living in now? That we've got this this depth to to, to pull out with um, e- um, Emi Buendia. Just let him, uh, Leon Bailey, also on the bench and doesn't even come on and as yeah. a player that would get into most sides in the Premier League. Um, so it's good that Villa are heading in a direction where you kind of do have these selection headaches and it's things for us to talk about, but it's in a positive way. And we're not saying that, oh yeah, Chambers sticks in the side because Concert is rubbish. That's that's not what we want to be talking about. Uh, or or Wendy comes in because Coutinho has gone missing for seven games in a row. It's that, that how do these players fit in because we're playing so well?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, the, the good thing about it is what, as well, is that you know, I'm not, I'm not sure this will happen all the time, but again, we got into a comfortable lead, so that that Stephen Gerrard could could make very sensible changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got Coutinho off and gave him a little bit of rest and brought bondier on and Stanson's come on um, for the last last 20 minutes as well. And it's
0: a good Sanson, yeah. I thought.
1: Yeah, he did. He did, and it, it, it's all going rather swimmingly,
0: isn't he? It? it is not it its Yeah, it's. I mean, it's about to have the um, the rug pulled out of us, isn't it? With a with a bad defeat or something. That's that's what happens to Villa. Um, Matty Cash, I think that's someone's just put it there. Two goals, three assists in the last three games. It sounds like it might be too many, but I think that is right. And that's a player that we've talked about on many occasions of, you know, pretty good defensively, but maybe kind of lacks a little bit going forward. His crosses aren't brilliant. His end product probably needs to improve to kind of be classed as a, not well classed right-back, but one that you can definitely build into a side that's pushing for top eight European football. And he's really turned it on in the last four or five games, hasn't he? That, like you said at the, at the very start, to cut in on his, on his weaker side and, and scoring the way he did and the ball across for the first one as well. Brilliant player, Cash, all of a sudden. I liked him anyway, but he's really, like I say, he's really stepped it up in recent weeks.
1: He was playing in the Championship 18 months ago. Well, yeah. Now he's probably, it's not going to start. Wasn't even a right-back two
0: or three years ago.
1: Well, nobody, now he's probably, he's probably one of the, I wouldn't say he's one of the the best half a dozen right-backs because I think he's still, you've got to prove it over three or four years in the top flight. Yeah. But I think he's probably one of the most noticeable in terms of you see, you know, there's lots of right backs who would be very steady and wouldn't impact games. Certainly going forward, the way he does, I think. Listen, he's he's claimed an assist again tonight. I think he. I think that ball he can play those low balls. I think sometimes his delivery, kind of his high crosses, are the ones that. That's probably mm. the, the biggest aspect of his game that needs working on offensively. For me, you know, he's probably a little bit rash defensively still and can be prone to, to to leap in a bit too too easily. Um but you know he's brilliant. I don't I don't want him to be playing the La Liga next season. I want him to be in the Premier League, getting even better with Aston Villa because I think his quality, I think it's a quality piece of, of scouting and and signing. Um, yeah, love
0: him. <laughs> um up into the top half now. I was just checking there while you're talking. Uh, ninth place, I think it is uh, 36 points. Um, I don't want to bring this up. I mean, it's going to sound like I am, but I'm not. I don't want to bring this up in a way of, i told you so. That's what it's going to sound like. Uh, four or five games ago, there's fans talking about relegation. And where's the next point coming from? And I know it can feel like I've had a conversation on the way home from from games with my dad and you kind of think, well, bloody hell, I don't know, I don't know when the next goal is coming from, when when the next point's coming from. But the talk that we had at one stage where it was, oh, Villa could be in trouble of, of slipping into it here. You kind of, I always kind of felt you'd still win three or four games for the rest of the season to make yourself safe. I didn't quite predict that it would be that we'd win the, ne- the next three in a row in such convincing fashion. But is there any, an element almost of, being a bit patient and knowing that it's going to take time to to build something and not kind of throw everything out because you, you lose a couple of games.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course there is, but I suppose it's the prerogative of, fo- of a football fan, isn't it? To, to fall into the depth of despair whenever things don't don't go right. It's hard, isn't it? If, if we were to go and perform really badly on Sunday... Is it West Ham? West Ham? West Ham Sunday. Yeah. If we were to go and perform really badly on, on Sunday... How brilliant we were tonight and on Saturday last weekend He's not going to sustain <laughs> sustain us during the Sunday night meltdown, is it? That that's 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 the way football is. We, it, it's dissected and talked about and dominates such so much of our lives now that you're only as good as your last game, aren't you? You're only as good as your last yeah. performance. But it should, you know, if we we're all look prepared to step out of it and look at the bigger picture, it should sustain us because we we should now know that we have got a very good start in 11, I think. And we've got probably top half of Premier League. Half of our bench is probably top half of the Premier League as well, which, again, is a pretty, pretty impressive turnaround, given, given where we've come from. And I know I've seen a few people tweeting it, um, including Jack Grealish today. It's three years today, isn't it, since, uh, since that pivotal win at Birmingham City, when mm-hmm. Jack got cobbled around the head and then responded perfectly by scoring the winning goal. I think what's happened in those three years
0: feels like know, a lot longer than three years, doesn't it?
1: It feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Um, but we I think, we're, in a, we're an established Premier League team. now. we could have mm-hmm. only jumped to that a couple of years ago. We are that now. We are that, yeah. You know, and when we, when we Winning so convincingly, convincingly and winning in such an eye-catching way, I think we just have to really, really relish it and revel in it.
0: I just said about kind of not getting sucked into, when oh, trying to get into Europe this season and things like that. Is, does eighth place get you some kind of European football? Is that right? Or does it depend on other results in like the winner of the Champions League and all that kind of stuff? Do you know? Oh, It's... it's, it's...
1: Too early, mate. Too, too <laughs> early to, to start working out all the permutations. I'm, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure how far down it, it goes now, and who needs to win what for to open up more places. Um, let's just try and get there first. Let's try and finish eighth or seventh or sixth. Well, yeah, that
0: that was where my my question was going. Like, what is the the ceiling or the the ambition for the rest of the season? Is it just to finish as high as possible? Is it to to get more points than last season? What What would you kind of kind of um Assess as success for the rest. Rest. What is it? Ten games, something like that. Eleven games. I think if we can match last season's point tally,
1: given where we've had to come from this season, I mean, how many points have we been on now? Thirty six. Thirty six. So that's another nineteen points from eleven games. So I think we've got. I think we probably can aim higher than that. To be fair, I think. I think if we can eclipse last season's points points tally and see where that gets us, I think that's that's. Got to be, got to be seen as success, and then it's, it's a really exciting summer because mm. Gerard will have seen in the last couple of weeks, if not the weeks before it, enough in a lot of these players to think yes, they can take us to the next level. But equally, he's not going to hang around, is he? he he's going to the, the ones that he doesn't think are quite ready for it. You know, I still think we'll make three or four new signings in the summer. Three or four new signings who were going to be first team ready and come straight into the team. Um,
0: really, What lot positions. <sighs>
1: it's, a, it's a really, um, it's a really interesting question. I think we'll probably still. Thank you. Yeah. Say it again.
0: Thank you. For <laughs> raising my questions.
1: I'm just buying myself time to think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We probably we because
0: if you talk about three or four, three or four starters potentially. I mean, me and me and Pat talked about this a little bit. And I think we are going to do kind of, a, you know, assessing the squad for next season episode, maybe in the international break at the end of the month as a kind of filler episode. But part of it probably does depend on if we lose any players. Now, obviously, a lot of talk about Watkins potentially with being an Arsenal fan and them needing a striker. Something like that happens, then you need to sign a striker. Let's say you don't sell anyone of the of the main starting eleven. If you're signing three or four players to come in and start, that's a it feels like we've got a kind of good base there at the moment, and to to rip that up, I mean, unless they're massive improvements, I just don't know where that would be. Centre back, maybe, maybe Mings is is one that's always talked about. Midfield, obviously, the comments are going crazy. Holding midfielder, yeah, that's a that's a, a no brainer. Cash and Dean are the first choice. Conter is probably the the first choice centre back. Martinez stays. Ings maybe is getting on a little bit.
1: But what what you've got to say? Even if we sign four players to come into our first team. That that doesn't mean the end of the Villa careers. For yeah, yeah of course, like, yeah. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have thought about every Conzer being left out of a team when fit, would we? Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. mean that suddenly that's his Villa career over. So, Gerard want well, not just Gerard, but we as a fan base and the the owners of the of the football club as well want us to make that next step, and I can just get. <clears throat> I've got to be careful what I say here because the, it didn't didn't pan out particularly well last time round. But I can see, and I think he'll handle it a, a lot better because he's got a lot more of his managerial career in front of him. But I can see, you know, when O'Neill got a little bit kind of anxious towards the end of his career and he thought, I really need to get Villa in the top four to really kick on with my career and to, you know, manage Manchester United or Liverpool or, or whatever it was. Gerard's not there yet he's only been a manager for you know three or four four years but I can see him consolidation doesn't do doesn't do him much to be mm-hmm. honest he's used to challenging he's used to challenging for for titles and, and 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 cups so i think but the the good thing about Gerard is he's coming at a time where there's a fresh new these owners who are fresh who were wealthy, who were really, really motivated and invested in this to want to back him? O'Neill got to the stage where he was a re- he was a man in a hurry. Probably didn't have the charm or the the personality then because he was so frustrated to to get what he wanted. Randy Lerner had already tried to do that two or three times. He'd already let O'Neill build several back fours and sign you know sign several kind of incarnations of that team and then not play them. So I think we're going to reach that territory, but we're going to reach it in a much better, much happier frame of mind because we've got Gerard, who, I think he can... Uh, listen, I, I'm making a massive assumption there, but I think he can keep a squad happy, or I hope he can. I think he can keep keep them involved enough to, to know that they're not just a, a core of 12 players are going to play every week. Mm. And I also think... You know, the, the board really, really believe in this vision every bit as much as him and they're not jagged by the experience that that Randy Lerner had. So because of that, I think that I think Villa will be active and I think think this will be seen as a big summer to build on, hopefully a really strong end to this season.
0: Yeah, I suppose playing. When you talk about keeping a squad happy, then obviously we—I've said this before. We, you and me aren't at Bodymore. We don't get to be around the players and see what see what that atmosphere is like. But Bwende is probably the prime example of. You know, I wonder what like a penny for his thoughts. I wonder how he's feeling because I don't know what I don't know what it's obviously I don't know what it's like to be a footballer. But obviously he's playing for one position with Coutinho, who's on an absolute fire at the moment. So does he sit on the bench and think I've got no chance here? Like what's the point to a certain extent? But does he see that as a team thing and go, but yeah, he's brilliant in my position. So of course he's going to keep playing because the team are winning. How, how do you handle that as a, as a manager? You've got 25 full, fully grown adults there to deal with day to day. They all want to play. They want to progress their careers. They all probably think, I should be in that team ahead of so-and-so. So it is a hard task to keep them... Um, to keep them motivated. Bailey as well, another example, who's probably thinking, I want minutes here, I've signed for this club to play in an exciting project. I'm not even getting a look in off the bench. Um, So how do you keep those players happy? And if he is able to keep them happy, that's a big boost for Villa to have players like that in reserve to come in who are ready and fighting to go.
1: I think, you know, if you take Buendia as an example, I think he's got to come on when he's getting those last 15, 20 minutes. And he's got
0: to try and make make an it's impact. Got to score, hasn't he? Effectively to, to displace Coutinho for the next game.
1: Well, yeah. Well, not necessarily score, but he's got to, he's got to do something. He's got to catch the eye. Uh, but he's also got to think. Well, okay, I'm probably not just competing competing with Coutinho now. I'm possibly competing with Danny Ings, and I'm possibly competing mm. with with Ollie Watkins as well. Not not to play as a as an out and out centre forward, but to, to play play in wide areas. I mean, Leon Bailey isn't an interesting one. One for me because at least Wendell, you know, before this this mini winning run, Deer was probably the bright the bright spark yeah, yeah, in the yeah. really really poor of the form. Bailey just hasn't really got going at all. With with the exception of you know when he when he scored when he came in against Everton, it's not got going for him at all. So I think Wendell probably feels more of a part of it. Than, than Bailey does so I think it's I think it's it, it's a really interesting dynamic I don't I don't think that Stephen Gerrard would automatically pick Coutinho if he didn't think that Coutinho was the sharpest best option then I don't yeah, think, yeah. I don't think that there'd be favoritism in there because I think he'd be I think he'd back himself to manage the situation with the player that he left out um the fact that Coutinho's is his mate probably helps as well um but nice problems to have. Aren't they mm. really, really nice problems to have? You know, a couple of years. I don't want to keep harking back too much, but a couple of years ago, we we didn't think that we got. We probably thought we got six players that were good enough to start in the Premier League and just keep us up by the skin and the teeth. Yeah. Now we're thinking, how do we get these fourteen or fifteen really decent, exciting, you know, talented Premier League players into a team
0: each week? Because well, you'd have Sanson, Traore, Bailey, and Brendier would probably get into most sides around that middle middle section of the Premier League, would they not? Obviously, I'm not saying that Sanson, who's barely kicked the ball for us, is going to go and start every, every week for Southampton in 10th. But I mean, if they were signed from Marseille before he came to Villa, they're the calibre of player that are capable of being you know 12th to 8th in the Premier League, I think. And they're sat on our bench barely getting a look in because we're in such good form. Yeah, I think yeah,
1: that, that, that's the whole idea, there, not it? Sign so you want to, yeah, oh yeah. you want to sign players that are good enough to start in the Premier League every week, but regrettably, you can't just have eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. work like that, does it? The um, um,
0: go on. Just quickly, I wanted to get your get your thoughts on the change of system. That obviously, when Gerald first came, it was all this talk of a 4-3-3, three, three, two number tens behind one striker, or maybe two wingers who will who cut inside and, and play a bit more centrally. And that's kind of, Ali McCaus was talking about in the in the, the build up of the game, saying it's still a 4-3-3 to an extent, but kind of isn't, isn't it? It's, it's two up front, uh, there's two out-and-out strikers. It's, it's three forwards, but I will not call it a 4-3-3. Anyway, that's besides the point. But we kind of thought that Gerald would stick by that, you know, no matter what the two number 10s, Coutinho and Brendia, would play together. And it'd be one of Watkins' wings because we're all saying they don't work together. And then all of a sudden... Watkins and Ings can't play without the other one now that they're they're both playing together up front and, and both doing well. So it's kind of just your thoughts on on Gerald's ability to tweak tactically and and how how much that has changed things. Just think, you know, he's, he's not a mug, is he? You know, if something's not working.
1: I think he's prepared <laughs> prepared to change it around and find a formula that does. I mean, this is this this system won't work forever, and when it yeah. when it stops working, it will change it again. Um, I think the the thing for me is that invariably he's getting. Listen, this is a, a, a narrow sample based on the last couple of weeks, but he's getting at least two of his three central midfielders producing a performance. Uh, I thought Ramsey was a little bit quiet tonight, but mm. I thought I thought the other two, I thought the other two did well. I thought um, McGinn was charging around like a like a mad idiot again. <laughs> um I'll tell you what, tell you what amused me. Did you hear when when um what did he, what did they, what did Alan Coy said? He said um he said he's not he's not got a he's not yeah, he's not gonna back he's got a <laughs> not gonna backside as good as Kedal Gleish oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, A strange turn of phrase, wasn't it?
0: Um, I'm glad he was able to tell that line better than you were then, <laughs> finding it yeah. out. Um be careful of your yeah. the words there. Yeah. Um, I also like the way that he referred to Coutinho as the wee fella for most of the game. Just The wee fella's pulling strings. I just like that. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I said we're going to try and keep it to half an hour. There's loads of people watching, almost 700, which is incredible for 10 o'clock on a Thursday night. So thank you for tuning in as always. There's been loads of comments and a lot, actually, uh, we've spoken about this a few times, but it's obviously a fresh audience, asking about that you're shrinking away and that you've lost loads of weight, congratulations, fair play to you. And we've talked about this a lot, it feels like, but you do look smaller every episode. (laughs) I've
1: just got some massive glasses on. I've just got massive, massive comedy glasses on. (laughs) Oh <laughs> um, yeah, it's deliberate. I'm not, not wasted away uh
0: Yacht yeah. or anything. It's
1: I don't think so. It's slimming more, well, mate, to be honest. But it's um <laughs> I've not been I've not been great. I had a few pints in the really? old stock yesterday. Um
0: which I great. saw you I saw your picture there, yeah. Yeah, nice yeah. nice place.
1: Actually, I, I've got a couple of shout outs because there was a villa fan in B and Q, Dan Algo in last week <laughs> when I was trying to find a lock for my bathroom door. Um
0: I thought you went so, for Wi-Fi extenders. Yeah again, I forgot. I had to
1: to buy, like, a toilet brush holder and a a lock for my bathroom door. Um, So Alex Blakemore is a big fan of the show, or so he said. uh, (laughs) uh,
0: Well, well, no, only because if he hears a shout-out at the end of a 30-minute episode that wasn't the one he told you about, we'll know whether he's a big fan or not.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. So, Alex, come on, prove yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. um, So he's a great lad. Uh, Part of the Aston Villa Collegate Massive. Lovely. Lovely. And Nielich um, from Villains Together, I met yesterday oh, yeah. um, at a diversity uh, conference that we're speaking about, um, diversity in sport, and he's a lovely fella, so we're going to get him on yeah. as well soon. Um,
0: we had him again. on once before, I think James, James did an episode with him, I think.
1: Yeah, we're going get him, to get him back on, because he's got, got a few things that, that we're going to help, help promote, so... Um, no, that's brilliant. Just, can I just say one random thing as well before we go? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Go on. Man.
1: I don't know which player it was who was taking the corner, but did you see the Leeds United fella who was touching his head to, sh- to show where he was going to. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. when they have these, you know, that have, have little secret signs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, outside of uh, Claremont and Blue, we run this um, kids' football newsletter called Kick and Mix, which is about junior, junior grassroots football. We did a piece last week saying how many kids in kids' football. Are copying these signs, these these things, even though they don't know, yeah, what the <laughs> don't meaning is. Anything. Yeah,
0: there's
1: a, there's a coach who was saying, I coach these kids every week, and I've got a corner taker who like taps his head or raises his right hand. I've, <laughs> said, I've got no idea what he's doing. <laughs> he's doing. I just, it just amuses me how, how impressionable young footballers are, but anyway, yeah.
0: One thing I wanted to mention, this is away from Villa, but it's a, a trending topic on the internet at the moment. I've seen Crystal oh, Palace at Tottenham. Yeah, wheels and doors, uh, for anyone that doesn't know. I've got to ask it. I feel silly even asking it, because I saw Crystal Palace do a video asking their players at training. I thought, I was looking at my phone, I was like, just jumping on a trend for the sake oh, of it, and lot, now here it's I am. A lot of trends, aren't we? Here, here, here I am doing the same thing. I feel like I've got to ask it. So, for anyone that doesn't know, there's a debate going around the internet at the moment whether there's more doors or more wheels just in the world generally. So, Matt Kendrick, what side are you on, wheels or doors? <sighs>
1: really. Do you care? Really, it's a really, really no. I don't. I don't want to. Be, I don't want to commit. I don't want to commit to in case somebody counts them and I'm wrong.
0: But it surprises me, because this is right up your street, I thought. I thought I'd ask you this, and you'd be going, oh yeah, here we go, I've been waiting to talk about this all day. Oh, I don't know, what, the- what do you think? I want to know your answer first, because I asked the question, because <laughs> I'm just going to pick the opposite of whatever you pick. Wheels? <laughs> <Girls. laughs> wheels? I'm genuinely, I would say wheels. Boy. Uh I don't know, I just think there's more unusual places for a wheel, like suitcases, like skateboards, bikes, motorbikes, scooters. Like, it's not just cars, are not the obvious things, like weird, weird things that you wouldn't even think of. The Conveyor belts full of wheels.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Lots, lots of the modes of transport that you said would also have doors, wouldn't they? But plus yeah. houses would have doors, plus all buildings would have mm. doors.
0: But then I, I'm sat on an office chair now with six wheels and there's only one door to this room.
1: Well, I'm sat in my <laughs> bathroom and there's a door there, there's double doors here. There's I've got a little TV cabinet with with doors on it. Um,
0: Any cupboards yeah. with wheels on, drawers? They got wheels in. So you'd have a door to open it, but then wheels on the on the drawer as well. So it's a very complex matter.
1: Yeah, I don't really want to get too lost in this, to be honest. I've, I've had a really nice night and you've just ruined <laughs> it with this crap.
0: Sam Redding says rollerblades have got eight wheels and no doors. So I think that, that that's proves awesome. it, to be honest. Yeah. And Steve Webster says there's more bald heads than uh, <laughs> both. So exactly. exactly. I mean, there's a bald head on the podcast. And from what I can see on both of our screens, no doors or wheels. So that is accurate from, from Steve, I think that was. Anyway, I thought I'd ask it just to get in on the trend. That'll probably make us well onto Twitter and, and mug ourselves off when no one cares. But all the comments, a lot of wheels, a lot of wheels, doors, yeah. Okay. Cool. Is that what uh, people Matt, are saying?
1: Wheels or doors? Is that is that
0: generally? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A bit of both. Who'd <laughs> have thought it? Um, Matt, thank you very much for your time. As always on the Car Blue podcast, you enjoyed yourself, apart yeah, from the last I few know. minutes. I
1: had a very pleasant <laughs> evening. Yeah, I've had a very pleasant day. Okay.
0: Thank <laughs> Lovely. Uh, thanks to the seven hundred odd people watching this live on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube this evening. If you're not live, then get involved in the comment section uh, on the on the video. If you're watching this, not not you're live. Not live. If, no, if they're watching this like tomorrow and we're then not watching live, leave a comment is what I'm saying. Okay. Or go on Spotify, leave reviews, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Um, thank you very much for watching. As always, I think Ash will be doing some kind of video, uh, maybe just for Facebook um, tomorrow, and then it's match day again on Sunday when are you and me back for West Ham? I'd have thought, or me and Ash maybe. I don't know. I'm not. know i am not trying to tell you, is it? I'm not sure whether I am. Yeah, it's, it's it's not on telly, so it might be Ash doing a, a video on Sunday night or something. But yeah, we'll, we'll deal with that when it comes. But it'll be another three points filler the way we're going. So um, yeah, we'll see you all in a few days' time. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa.